How's it going, everybody? So now with the first teaser for No Way Home coming out, and after the fact that I have done a lot of, over the last month or two, paying attention to Spider-Man theories and different things that I think are going to happen and want to happen, I thought I would dedicate a podcast to talking about, we'll, we'll call it No Way Home theories not, but I'm gonna not just limit to things that I think are gonna be happening in this specific movie alone, but also things that could branch out to things in the future for the MCU and different Marvel adjacent properties. So, if you're still on board, um, let's get into this. Alright, so let's jump into this. So, like I said yesterday, if you guys listened to my reaction, I will, I will also say it here now. Um, over the last handful of however long that they've been covering stuff, I've been watching the Real Red Rejects, you know, the well-known YouTube channel. I love them. Uh, they're in my... Uh, everyday routine of people that I watch. Um, but, you know, they've been following everything with No Way Home pretty closely, all the theory videos and, and things like that. And so hearing the different theories that are out there, you know, doing a little bit of Googling on my own outside of it, I know a lot of the things that people think are going to happen, and I know a lot of the things that probably will happen and I also know the things that I want myself to happen and there's a lot of it that I do actually think has a good possibility of happening and then there's some of it that if you know anything about the movie industry and the movie business you just know it's just completely out of the realm of possibility but then you can kind of back that up a little bit further and say well this might be out of the realm of possibility but it's not completely impossible it's just a matter of will they do it or not and so we're just going to have fun with this. I'm just going to talk about the movie and, and Marvel and, and Disney and Sony. And, and, you know, like I said, just, just have some fun and talk about some things. So, so first, let's talk about this. We're pretty sure that we saw glimpses of Electro and Gob- Green Goblin, for sure. You know, we got to see Green Goblin's pumpkin ball at the end of it. Uh, we also got to see some yellow lightning, which it, it seems from a lot of the reports that have been going around that they're changing Electro's blue lightning to being yellow, which is, which is more akin to what's in the comic books, which I imagine would also mean that they're changing up the look of Jimmy Fox's Electro too. So that will be really cool to see um, how much his look is different. As long as they don't go with the the typical, like, weird green and yellow spandex suit, then I will be happy with whatever. But I was also somebody who who really... I really liked Electro's look in Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know, my literal main complaint with the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was... I forget his alter ego's name, but I didn't like Jamie Foxx's take on the character before he became Electro. Everything in the movie that is with him as just a normal human being, I think is garbage. And I think honestly comes close to ruining the movie. I think it's so over the top. It so just doesn't make sense. 
But once he actually becomes Electro, I think he's fucking brilliant as that villain, and he's perfect. And I, I love the way that they used him in the movie. I love the, the last infight. And so I, for one, am really excited to see this character come back. And hopefully even better than we saw him last time. You know? It's funny because the problems that I have with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 seem to be slightly different than the, the, the things that most people have with the movie. Um, electro character aside. Because that's, that's... That, you know... The sentiments on that character is also what a lot of people feel. But, but like, you know, I didn't mind Dave DeHaan's Green Green Goblin. I really liked it, actually. I didn't mind um, the fact that Gwen Stacy died, died at the end. It fits with the comics. I I, I got it. I thought it was very heartbreaking and moving. And, and I did think that maybe it was a little bit early in the, the, the Peter's character arc, considering it's only his second movie but hey if that's the route they want to go then you know whatever um but you know but overall I really liked the Amazing Spider-Man um movies you know um I did think the story was better than the first one even though I like Electro and Goblin better as characters I felt like overall the story with Lizard Man in the first one was better um, you know, um, so when it comes to, um, No Way Home, again, I just, I really hope that they do Electro justice because I do think that he's a good character. You've got a great actor like J.B. Fox. I mean, he was already a fantastic actor when he was, when he was casted in the role initially, but he's even, I think, even gotten better than he was back then now as an actor. So I, I'm really excited to see what he brings to the character um now with all the movies that he's done in between amazing spider-man 2 and no way home so that's exciting for me um look we did see a bunch of sand in the movie and there's a lot of people thinking that you know sandman is in it as well and we're getting thomas hayden church coming back as sandman and look when it comes to Raimi's trilogy and Spider-Man 3 again there is some crossover on things that all of us don't like about Spider-Man 3 but for me Sandman was never one of those things of uh, when it comes to if you have to break it down by characters when we talk about the villains you know uh, um, James Franco's Hobgoblin or whatever the fuck you want to call him New Goblin um whether you want to talk about Sandman or um, Venom, I feel like Sandman was the one that worked the most out of all the characters. However, it's also one of those weird things that I can also say, though, if there is one character you can completely take out of the movie, it's also Sandman. <laughs> because it's a continuation of a story that really we finished in Spider-Man 2. Like, we, 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 like, we got a... We, we got the reason for Uncle Ben's death. We, we know what happened. There was closure. We didn't, we didn't need to go back to that plot line. You know, we didn't need to keep revisiting the death of Uncle Ben in every, every movie. We got the death in Spider-Man 1. We dealt with the death in Spider-Man 2. That should have, that should have been it. But I also, as a character, really, really liked what 
what Thomas Hayden Church did with that role. And I really liked what Raimi did with the character as a director as well. So, um, look, I don't know whether he's going to be in this or not. Um, you know, I, um, I feel like having him in the movie, um, uh, I don't know, kind of, there's already a lot going on. And right now I just feel like having him in the movie would kind of, um, just crowd things a bit. But I also know that if he is in the movie, based on Homecoming, okay, based on Homecoming, based on Far From Home, based on Infinity War and Endgame, I trust both Sony and Disney Marvel to know what they're doing if they're putting, if they're allowing all of these characters to be in the story. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what service he would hold, but to that extent, I don't know what ser- what what purpose Electro would serve, you know, because, look, when we're talking about the Spider-Man theories that have come out, you know, um, as I, I talked about in the podcast I did yesterday, after the trailer, you know, one of the videos I watched the Royal Regex do was a video where, you know, they were reacting to somebody that was going through a possible complete leaked script or story for um, the movie. Excuse me, I had to sneeze there for a second. Um, so, you know, if we're going off of that, if, you know, if we're going off of that, um, then it, to me, having Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus come back makes a lot of sense for the story. And it also makes sense to bring in Electro because, honestly, no offense to Lizard Man, but out of the two villains, well, I mean, Electro was just the cooler villain out of the two. Not that you couldn't have brought back Lizard Man instead, but, you know, all things being equal, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in these movies, then, you know, you kind of need a villain for Garfield Spider-Man and from his universe, so bringing Electro in is really cool. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so I don't know if Sandman's is gonna be, Sandman is gonna be in the movie or not. I will say I'm not opposed to seeing him come back in that role because I love Thomas Hayden Church. Um, but I just don't know. Um, so there's that. There's sort of the villains covered. I don't really feel like we need to talk about Greg Goblin that much because I feel like he's pretty much been confirmed in one way or another. Um, I'm not surprised at all that we saw the pumpkin ball. I, I, I don't think it's James Franco's. I'm, I'm 90... 8% sure that, yeah, we are getting um, Willem Dafoe back as Green Goblin in some capacity, and I'm just fucking excited for it, man. Um, and we actually saw 
Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus at the end of the trailer. So we know we're getting Doc Ock. Uh, the only thing that I will say when it comes to Dr. Octopus that I'm, I hope they do a little bit of explaining on um, is um, one of the things that I loved about Spider-Man 2 and the reason why I personally like it better than Spider-Man 1 or 3 when it comes to the Raimi trilogy is because it, it, it's it's a tragedy you know I loved the portrayal of Dr. Octopus by Alfred Molina and that movie because while he's the villain of the movie he's not a bad guy though he's the villain but he's not a bad guy and I think there's a distinction between that like it's the AI in the arms that were taking him over the person Dr. Otto Octavius himself is not a bad person, you know? It's it's the artificial intelligence in his arms that was making him do all the things that he was, was doing. And at the end of that movie, we see him turn back to good and he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie. So the thing I need them to explain, even, even if it's a bad explanation, right? I just need them to try to explain... If he's come, if he's back as a bad guy, if he's back as a villain, I kind of need that explained. And look, it could be just simple as, you know, he never did get the arms taken off of him. So even if the theory is true that both, that all of these villains are bringing back right before their moment of death, then you could just say, well, well, that's just it. You know, if he's being taken, if he's being brought back right before he drowns, then, you know, as I just alluded to, he didn't get the arms taken off of him. So the arms are still in control of him. Um, and it's just an extenuation of the character at that point. And so if that ends up being the case, that all of these characters are just being taken back right before their death moment, then for me, that would be enough explanation. But if, if, if that part of the story is not true and they're coming back some other way, then yeah, I need I need some, you know, I need some explanation, yo. Um, you know, um, and I guess you could say the same same about Green Goblin because, you know, he was kind of going crazy as well in his own extent. You know, it was different than than Otto, but you know, the gas and he, you know. Um, Norm, Norman really did let everything get to him. And be, but because you did have that moment at the end of his death, you know, don't tell Harry. I mean, you know, Norman was very aware of the situation between him and Peter and, and the real-life circumstances and whatnot. So it'll just be interesting to see the takes on these characters all of these years later after their portrayals on screen. I mean, you know, even with Electro, it still has been, you know, X amount of years since we saw that movie. So it'll just be fun. It'll just be fun to see how they play with these characters and how they are, are dealt with in the movie. But, you know, the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit um, in the movie and sort of talking about, and this is where I'll be branching out outside of No Way Home a little bit itself, is, you know, one of the theories is that, you know, Matt Murdock is going to be uh, Peter Parker's lawyer. And we might not see Daredevil at all well we will see 
um, what's his face? God, I forget the actor's name. That um, played him in the Netflix show. That was so good. Hold on, I'm looking this. Charlie Cox. Don't know why I could think of his name. I know it started with CH, but I could not think of his name. Um, so there's a lot of things that's, go, that's going around that, you know, Charlie Cox is playing his lawyer. And we do get a shoulders down view, I think, of a scene with Peter and his lawyer and that one shot in the trailer. But we don't see neck up, um, nor do we hear a voice. So um, who knows? It could be anyone. But But let's have a little bit of fun here. Because, look, we know the deal between Disney and Netflix is up. You know, they had to wait three, five years, something like that, um, before they could use the characters themselves and the actors and whatnot because of contracts and a lot of different things. You know, and that's why we haven't seen anything with John Bernthal or Charlie Cox or, you know, anyone else for that matter. This might be a good window for that because... If he is the lawyer in the movie, I mean, I feel like that opens a whole new avenue of TV shows for Disney Plus moving forward. Um, I don't think that the Netflix shows will be considered canon. I think it'll be the same actor playing the role, but it's going to be completely new. I don't know whether we'll get an origin story again or anything like that, or if we'll just jump into it, sort of akin to The Incredible Halt in 2008. Because, you know, we all know the origin story. We don't need a brand new origin story every time, you know, we, we, we get these characters. But I definitely think that we are. this is a way to get a new Daredevil series on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I think that's exciting. Um, and like I said, whether or not this takes up after Daredevil season three or not, who knows? But, um, but I think that would be cool. And if that's the case, then I think it opens up the door for Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and the Punisher, um, all coming back, you know, all of these actors coming back to their respective characters. Um, and I think that would be really cool. So I think that's the thing that I'm the most interested in as far as the outside, this singular project goes, is if it is Charlie Cox, then is it just going to be like a wink and a nod to the audience? And it's like, oh, cool, it's Matt Murdock? Or is it going to go further, you know? Because, again, like I said, you know, we're past that those contract dates, and so... Disney is able to do more with these actors in these roles now. And I think they should. Especially with having a platform. There is literally no reason not to. Because they are these are brilliant characters. And look, I haven't I haven't watched Daredevil season three all the way through. Um because I was really soured by everything that happened. You know? Um You know, it made me just not care to to to, walk, to to see what happens because to me it was like you know well you know who cares what happens with the character you know even if it's well done you know it's like then we're not getting more you know and so I'm sort of in this place where if we get more with Daredevil on Disney on Disney Plus 
then I will go back and, and finish what was done on Netflix first before, you know, watching watching whatever Disney does. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, um, it's just the way I feel, you know, I know it's kind of weird, you know, because it's not like I don't watch other things that are one-offs or, you know, that have been canceled or, or things like that. And I probably should go back and watch it because I do really love these characters, but, but yeah, those are all the things that I can, that I can tell and go off and, and, and surmise based on the trailer. I mean, uh, I do agree with a lot of people that are saying, we know that Sony has been trying for years now to get a Sinister Six movie off the ground, and it definitely appears that this is their way to try to open the door into doing a movie possibly, so we might get, you know, Vulture, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, uh, Electro, maybe Rhino, Lizard Man, you know, and us have, like, you know, um, like a, a Sinister, Sinister Six movie, and if that's the case, that would be balls to the wall, insane and awesome, but we'll just have to see. Um, I think No Way Home, for a lot of characters that we love, um, we will either see a lot of doors opened, or we won't. And we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think we'll know more. And I'll probably make a part two of this. Once uh, we get another trailer. Which I don't suppose we'll get another trailer. Until the end of October. Or the beginning. Or somewhere in November. Because this movie isn't coming into December. So if we're going off how trailers usually work. Since it's the end of August right now. We're probably not going to get anything in September. Uh, there are two possibilities. Either they'll wait to November and we'll get a another trailer. And then maybe like the week before the movie comes out, we might get a clip or two released. Or the other route that they could go is either in October or November. Uh, either October or early November, I should say. We will get some clips released. Um, and then maybe at the end of November, we'll get another trailer. Or we'll get a trailer at the beginning of the, the or the end of October, no, beginning of November, we'll get a trailer, and then the end of November, we'll get some clips, and then, you know, so there's, you know, there's two, two or three different things that could happen. Um, I personally think that we probably won't get any clips, just because of the, the magnitude of what we're dealing with here, and having Willem Dafoe back, and, and Alfred Molina, and probably Tobey Maguire, and... Uh, James, not James Franco, and Andrew Garfield back. Um, I don't think we're going to get any clips. I think they're just going to release one more trailer, and then we'll get the movie on the 17th in December. Uh, but it'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see what happens. You know, as I said yesterday in my podcast, uh, Spider-Man is my number one favorite Marvel hero. Um, you know, Batman is my favorite hero overall of all companies, but right below Batman is Spider-Man and I can't fucking wait I'm just so excited for this I'm giddy like a little school kid and uh, yeah what do you guys think is going to happen with this I think it'll be really interesting to see how much in this trailer was a red herring uh, and how much of it was actually leading to something Um, you know uh, because look, you know, the, the the yellow lightning could have just been, 
you know, I don't know, some tool or, you know, weapon being used. The sand might just be sand. It might not be Sandman at all. And, you know, um, I mean, we do know Electro is in the movie, but maybe the reports of him being yellow is not true. Maybe he's your typical blue, you know, uh, Electro after all, you know. Who knows? It'll be fun to see. Uh, I can't wait. Let me know what you guys think, and I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.